It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Yesterday, the United States Senate passed the three quarters of a trillion dollar Inflation Reduction Act. But if you want to understand how much this bill actually reduces inflation, the answer may lie in a fairy tale classic The Emperor Has No Clothes. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, all week long in Washington, D.C., last week, Senate Democrats have been proclaiming that the massive climate and health care spending bill reduces inflation and does not raise taxes. But when you actually get into the text of the 755-plus page bill, the bill actually doesn't really live up to its name. In a speech delivered on the Senate floor, Senator James Langford, a Republican from Oklahoma, broke down what actually is in this bill and while we should be concerned that what is labeled as the Inflation Reduction Act might do everything but that. Senator Langford began by uh, going back to fairy tale land and comparing the Inflation Reduction Bill to The Emperor Has No Clothes. When the facts come out, it's hard sometimes to admit you're on display that the bill actually doesn't do what the title says it's supposed to do. This time the bill is called the Inflation Reduction Act. They say it's designed to be able to lower inflation and to reduce the deficit, except now it's actually been scored and it doesn't actually reduce inflation and deficit reduction is as invisible as the emperor's new clothes. The score for inflation stated in the public scoring, here's here's the quote from it, the impact on inflation is statistically indistinguishable from zero. The CBO scored the bill and said it would have a negligible effect on inflation. Remember, this is the bill titled the Inflation Reduction Act. The score on deficit, on the deficit end, after many on the other side of the aisle here have said it would have $300 billion in deficit reduction is less than a billion, but wait, there's more to the story on even that hundred billion. So that's where everything began. Senator Langford went on to say that hundreds of economists across the political spectrum believe the bill won't reduce the federal deficit either. More than 200 economists wrote a letter to Senator Schumer detailing how this bill will not reduce inflation nor reduce the deficit. Taxing more and spending more will only make the problem worse. They closed by saying this statement. The bill deficit reduction is likely to prove illusionary due to implausible spending phase-outs. In summary, 
We agree with the urgent need to reduce inflation, but the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 is a misleading label applied to a bill that would likely achieve the exact opposite effect. What they said was, the emperor has no clothes. So the emperor has no clothes. That is uh, the upshot of that. And look, I think there are things in this bill that are worth debating, are worth discussing, and are worth implementing. Let's just have an honest conversation about what that is. So Senator Langford walked through some of the details of the plan. Again, if you read the bill and look at the pages and what's on those pages and how much it costs, it gets really interesting really fast. Up to $4 billion have been allocated to study cow burping and their production of methane. I'm sure that's going to bring down the price of beef right away. That grocery store prices, as I've heard, even the floor today, this is going to bring down the prices of the grocery store by having up to $4 billion allocated to study cow burping. Uh, Even today, the president said that he was excited the bill had passed because it will have an immediate impact on inflation and what Americans are paying. Uh, it, it, I can't figure out where that comes from or how that plays out. Senator Langford went on uh, in his floor speech on Saturday night. He said the next provision uh, has to do with something called context-sensitive projects. It has $2 billion in construction grants to improve walkability in context-sensitive projects. No one seems to know what the word context-sensitive projects even means or how $2 billion in construction to improve walkability will bring down inflation. Not sure how those dots get connected there. The bill also includes funding for environmental justice workshops. There's $3 billion for environmental justice block grants to facilitate workshops. Workshops to bring down inflation. Aren't you confident that the price of eggs and of bread will go down after $3 billion is spent on environmental justice workshops? The senator then shifted to something that definitely caught my eye going through the context of all of this in the bills, because, of course, a lot of this was centered on climate. That's a worthy conversation. That's an important thing to debate and discuss how we can be careful stewards of the environment, how we can reduce the impact, how can we deal with climate and so on. But Senator Langford pointed out that the bill has some pretty significant perks. While the Democrats had been harping on the wealthy and the well-connected, this bill contains a very special perk for Elon Musk and Tesla. Tesla has used up all of its credits for its electric vehicles. So this bill renews it and does a special perk for Tesla to give them an unlimited amount of new tax credits. I'm sure Elon Musk is thrilled about his unlimited new tax credit to him. And I'm sure all of our prices will go down based on Elon Musk's new multi-billion dollar tax credit that he gets. Interestingly, a bill that is called the Inflation Reduction Act uh, also places new fees new fees that will increase the cost of natural gas. There's a new fee on methane, which will raise the price of natural gas, which has been estimated to raise the price of our natural gas to the consumer 17%. increase in our natural gas. Now, let me remind you, this is the Inflation Reduction Act. 
that will increase the price of our heating, our cooking, our energy production, 17%. There's a host of other things in there. One of the other areas that uh, was of deep concern uh, for Senator Langford was that in this bill, again, whether you call it the Inflation Reduction Act or whether you call it a bill focused on climate, health care, drugs, uh, the IRS is a big part of this, and I'm not sure how the IRS has an impact on reducing inflation. But Senator Langford described what the bill text says about an additional 80,000 IRS auditors. This Inflation Reduction Act hires more than 80,000 new IRS auditors with no limit on who they can audit. If you thought that there would be a limit to those people making $40,000 or more on being audited, you were wrong. Now, that could have been in this bill, but they chose not to put it in this bill. There are no guardrails for who can be audited by the IRS with billions of dollars being allocated to new IRS agents. Every single American of every income bracket, every small business, every large company, everyone is going to experience new IRS audits in the days ahead. Because of that, Senator Langford said the IRS will have to collect hundreds of billions more in taxes just to kind of meet their quota of what it says in the bill, making what he calls kind of the small town police force with a quota for speeding tickets and parking tickets. They're not telling you this, but they assume the IRS will collect $200 billion more once they give them these new auditors. So you can be assured that's going to be a metric that's going to be checked in the days ahead. The IRS will suddenly be like the small town police force that has a quota of writing tickets on the highway through their small town to help pay for the new city hall meeting. You got to pay for city hall. You need to write more tickets on the highway. It's about to be that with the IRS. So as we look at all of the things in there, I do think this is one of those cases where it is very hard with a very straight face to say that this bill is the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, There's nothing that any economist across the political spectrum agrees will do anything to reduce inflation. If anything, it adds to it in the first two years, and then any change will be indistinguishable from zero in years eight through ten. So to me, this is less about all the important things that we should be discussing. Instead, it's a lot of distraction for political posturing and points rolling into a crucial midterm election. And the left and the right should get to a truth in advertising bill, uh, something we have very similar here in the state of Utah, that the name of the bill has to match what the bill does and that the description of the bill has to say exactly what's in it. I don't think that's radical. I think that's common sense. I think we should not settle for this kind of legislating from members of Congress. Uh, I think we need to have real debates about real issues, know what we're voting for, know whose money is being spent because it's yours and it's mine, and we got to do it different. Think again.
with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Inside sources. Inside sources. Inside sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Lloyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, we're coming back as we often do. Einstein, of course, said that it wasn't he was any smarter than anyone else. He was just willing to stay with the questions a little longer. And today we've been trying to stay with the question a little bit longer as it relates to what actually was in that 755-plus page bill that the Senate voted on yesterday called the Inflation Reduction Act. And as we've dug into that, we've looked at everything from uh, what is in there, including very interesting things like $4 billion to study uh, cow burping and uh, $3 billion for some uh, environmental uh, workshops, not actual working on the environment, but workshops uh, about uh, some of the uh, impacts on the environment. So an interesting component there. I'm not sure how any of that impacts or will reduce inflation uh, for average Americans. There are bills and fees placed on oil. Uh, we know there was a hiring of uh, there will be a hiring of some uh, 80,000 IRS agents uh, to go after enforcement. And again, how that is going to impact all of us, not just the wealthy and, and the well connected. It will be all of us that will pay the, the brunt of that. So there's a lot of things in there that are quite curious to me. And uh, we've turned to uh, Senator Langford uh, from Oklahoma, uh, who laid out some of these. And, and again, if you don't read the bill uh, or if you don't watch a lot of C-SPAN on a Saturday, uh, sad confession, I was there uh, watching and uh, seeing some of that play out. Uh, but Senator Langford uh, also raised something else. Again, interesting thing to talk about in debate, but not sure it belongs in a bill that is talking about inflation reduction. And that has to do with union workers, non-working, uh, non-union workers, and what that means in terms of government picking winners and losers. 10.3% of the American workforce is union. 10.3%. The energy portion of this bill, which is billions and billions and billions of dollars, in the energy portion of this bill, unions get billions of dollars. Non-union workers get nothing. So if you work in the energy sector right now and you're not a union employee, you're about to get cut out. Because the way this bill is written, it gives federal payouts to companies that use union laborers, which will make non-union energy companies uncompetitive and will force them out of business or force them to unionize. Now, very important to note there, Senator Langford uh, was very quick to point out uh, joining a union is a right. It is a freedom. And that is great. Uh, so it's not about being against union. Unions have a place and being able to do that voluntarily of your own free will. Uh, that's great. He mentioned 10 and a half percent of our workforce in the United States is unionized. And that is great. And he's saying now that the government is going to say, especially in energy sector jobs, that if you don't use union labor, then you're out. Uh, you will not have opportunity to bid on those contracts. So, again, that's going to change the dynamic. I don't know how that impacts inflation. I don't know how that brings costs down for real consumers. Senator uh, Langford went on to talk about the bill's new health care subsidies. Private insurance uh, will definitely be impacted in a significant way. It creates a subsidy in health insurance to be announced 
right before the fall elections this fall. And it's not for those that are in poverty. Those that are in poverty, all the way up to 400% of poverty, already get healthcare subsidies. Oh no, this is not for those folks at the poverty level, 200%, 300%, or 400% of poverty. This is a family of four making $200,000 that will get this healthcare subsidy. What do the economists think will happen with this new subsidy? They believe employers will drop their health insurance and will push employees under the Government Affordable Care Act policies and will shift more and more people onto the government roles. Again, not sure how that ties into everything. Senator Langford also said that the Inflation Reduction Act uh, does have some interesting things about affordable housing. We've been talking a lot about affordable housing. How do you make it more affordable? How do you make it more of it to help those who are facing homelessness? Listen to what is in the bill as it relates to affordable housing. As homelessness increases across the nation right now, the bill adds a billion dollars into HUD for zero emissions electricity generation in affordable housing. That's what it's called. Zero emission electricity generation in affordable housing. It's not about increasing access to housing for those that are homeless. It's solar panels in public housing. So solar panels in public housing, which, again, I don't have a problem with. I think that can be a good thing. Uh, but let's not pretend that that is going to create more affordable housing for those who are currently facing homelessness or who are unsheltered. So I'm I'm fine for that. I think that's great. I think that's dandy. I think we, you can incentivize, you can do all of that. And I think we have to be honest in terms of what's in the bill and what it is likely to do. I don't think that's going to make for any more quantity of low-income housing available nor do I think it's going to make it any more affordable. And if you're an individual facing homelessness or being unsheltered, uh, I don't think you're checking to see if there is a solar panel on top. You just need to know, is there a place and can I afford it? Can I get in? Finally, Senator Langford expressed a real concern, and this is a big concern for me, about a portion of the bill that talks about agricultural subsidies and who can benefit from those subsidies, again, which are paid for by American taxpayers. While many of us have been pushing back hard to block China from buying more land in the United States, this bill actually gives ag subsidies to landowners regardless of who is the owner of the land. They don't have to be a U.S. citizen. They don't have to be American ownership. We're literally opening up that owners of land to be able to get access to it. So again, we can have a debate and an argument over agricultural subsidies. Are they good? Are they bad? Are they helpful? Are they hurtful? What do they do? But I think we can all agree that those agricultural subsidies should either go to U.S. citizens who own American land or U.S. businesses that own American land and not to foreign individuals or foreign investors, or foreign governments who might own land in America. And this is where the Utah connection comes in. We have a lot of places in our state, especially in our rural communities, that the vast majority of the land in their counties is controlled by the federal government, which means that those local governments can't tax it. There's no property tax. The government doesn't pay property tax. So what does the government do? It uses this lovely thing called PILT, P-I-L-T. It stands for payment 
in lieu of taxes. And it's basically an arbitrary amount that the government says, well, since you can't tax that land because it's controlled by the federal government, we'll, we'll just chip in a little bit. So Utah Senior Senator Mike Lee proposed an amendment to the bill yesterday that would have actually done something to deal with inflation. And it would have increased these PILT payments, these payment in lieu of taxes payments, to help Utah local governments offset these losses in taxes, property taxes, because of the federal government, and just trying to help these local governments keep up with inflation. Here's what the senator said on the floor yesterday. So my amendment would institute a supplemental PILT program, payment in lieu of taxes, an an additional PILT payment increasing funds by nearly 10%. It would not make these communities completely whole by providing true tax equivalency, but it would make a huge difference. Look, if Americans want to continue to enjoy safely our national parks, monuments, forests, and general landscape, we must ensure that this program, PILT, continues to serve as a reliable source of income, as property taxes would, were federal lands subject to property tax. So that was one of the few amendments of all the amendments that were offered over the weekend that actually dealt with compensating for inflation and helping these poor local governments, again, who can't tax property controlled by that is federal lands, uh, at least helping to make them be able to limp along just a little bit better. Uh, Personally, I think they ought to increase those PILT payments and just to kind of wrap your head around it. Uh, it would be like you or me telling the government, you know, I really don't want to pay all the taxes that I owe. So I'm going to do a payment in lieu of taxes. And I think it should be 2%. Obviously, the government would not buy into that. But that's basically what the federal government tells our local communities and says, well, we're not going to pay what that land is worth if you developed it or used it or used it better. Uh, So we're just going to throw a little bit of money your way, so hopefully you won't complain. Uh, I think that's offensive, personally. Uh, So that was an amendment, uh, again, that did impact Utah. It was voted down along party lines and, again, was one of the few amendments that actually had something to do with inflation. So that's the look from Washington, D.C. The bill, of course, passed by the vote of the vice president, moves on to the House, where they will take a vote on Friday But we got to look at the words on the pages and the amount that it costs and what it's going to do to actually impact the economy. This is not a truth in advertising statement. Uh, We got to get bills that actually are what they say they are. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to... Give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.